Hey everyone, what is up and welcome to the Lifestyle Lifters Show. I'm your host, your online transformation coach, Adrian McDonald, here to help you look, feel and perform better without restrictive dieting. And today I interview Katie Nelson. Katie is an online fitness coach based in London, just outside of London, UK. And her and I had a chance to connect recently at an IFS event in Lisbon. And on today's episode, Katie, she talks about a lot of things, including how she went from lacking confidence and binge eating to completely transforming her life. Really inspiring story. Before then transitioning onto the importance of both men and women pursuing strength in the gym. We then talk about gym confidence and how to build it up if that's something you're currently challenged with. How to find a balance then with the food. So including food that you enjoy into your life while also being able to socialize with your friends or with your partner at the weekend. And then we finally wrap it up with just advice for any busy working professional out there who, you know, you're short in time, but you still are eager to make a change in your fitness. So without further ado, here is this week's episode with Katie Nelson. And just one final thing I would ask is please pay the fee. And the fee is a monetary, but if you do get value, if you do enjoy this episode, please tag me at MacLifestyleFitness and tag Katie at KatieJFish on IG and we will reshare it on our stories. Okay, so that is all for now. I hope you enjoy this week's episode. Hey everyone, today's guest is Katie Nelson and Katie is an online fitness coach, ba- coach based in Lincolnshire outside of London, UK. So Katie, great to connect last week at IFS Lisbon. Welcome to the Lifestyle Lifter Show. Thank you for having me and yeah, obviously it was great to meet you in person last week and yeah, I'm excited to to have the, have you, uh, well, um, thank you for having me on your podcast. Absolutely. Absolutely. And Katie, we'll dive into your backstory and how you actually got into fitness in a moment. But before we do so, Katie, share something about yourself that uh, most people do not know. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) That's on the spot. Something about me that most people don't know. Um... Oh, my God. No idea. Um, I guess kind of throughout my journey, I've worked with a lot of cool brands um so I guess one thing people might not know about me is I've worked well um they probably know I work with my protein on like a contracted basis but I've worked with really amazing brands like JD um Puma um Philadelphia the sort of cream cheese brand um like Tower Housewares so I've done a lot of like cool sort of branded relationships in, in terms of that um awesome unbelievable yeah, there we go. That's the, that's definitely interesting. And and Katie, going on from that then, um, just of all those brands there, was there any, um, I know you're currently with my protein. are you still with the, the likes of Puma or any of those, or were they like short-term or long-term contracts? Yeah, so they were kind of like one-off one off sort of like um, collaborations and stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I think this was, that was all kind of the stuff before I became an online coach. So I used to do more sort of branded deals and stuff. Gotcha. Um, so now it's not as much, but yeah, I just kind of work with sort of my protein on like a contract. But um, yeah, before I, I've worked with some really cool brands. I think, yes. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. And and let's just transition then, Katie, into into your actual backstory and what got you into fitness. Um, You know, I just obviously checking out your IG. We can link it at the end. You want to mention previously, Katie, that you were someone who, you know, lacked a bit of self-confidence and maybe would have been, you know, binge eating, which is something I feel a lot of people can resonate with. 
So just share like your journey and how you actually got into fitness, Katie. Yeah, so for me, um, my fitness journey started at university. Uh, so my first year and second year of uni was very much, I was your typical uni student, you know, I was drinking a lot, eating crap food, not really moving much. So like inevitably I gained weight with that. Um, and that's kind of where, yeah, the lack of sort of self-confidence, um, the un- unhappiness of myself kind of started to come in. And yeah, I would just kind of like, binge drink um kind of bingey after like nights out and then it would just be like a vicious cycle um not really known kind of how to get out to it and then I think it was in I want I think it was my second year where I kind of had a clip and I was like I'm unhappy I think I've put this on my insta but there was like a club photo that got released um I literally just cried just like cried and I was like oh my god like do I look like that and it really just got to me so I was like I'm going to make a change. And I've always been kind of sporty growing up. So as a kid, I played football for like seven years. I played netball. Um, I I did a bit of like hockey at, at uni, but I mean, I wasn't very good at it, but I've always been like into sports, but it kind of trailed off at uni. And then I started to get back into it. So started to do like bits of running, but it wasn't consistent. I actually remember trying to do like the work, you know, the seven minute blast workout abs that was me so I was <laughs> typical oh I'm gonna do seven minutes of abs and that's my workout so it started very small um but then I got a gym membership yeah. um at a place near my uni and I started going to spin classes and I just fell in love like I fell in love with just the the kind of endorphins that you'd get from it mm-hmm. and just that community feel and yeah just getting into exercise and like with that I started to feel good about myself I started to do more research I started to look at kind of influences in the fitness industry and started to kind of follow what they were eating I got into macros I started to track my calories so it all kind of stemmed around sort of second to third year of uni um and that's kind of what's kick-started it and then I kind of built up the confidence then to get more into sort of the cardio the sort of uh, weight training classes yeah so you know like your your body combat mm. your, your pumps and that so and then I started to introduce myself into weight training um at this point you know I was still a bit clueless and I, I was very much in the restrictive mindset kind of I tried to go clean eating I tried to do everything perfect so kind of went from one end to the other um and then I think it was when I finished university is when I started to I joined a gym back home and that's when I really started to get into like weight training and heavier weight training started training with other people started to understand more about that um which kind of led me to I guess where I am now wow yeah um such a such an amazing backstory there Katie and actually you know what something I can definitely resonate with a lot that you said there my first year in uni just like yourself um you know drinking two three nights a week I gained like seven kilos Mm. and I went from like being skinny because I was always a skinny guy to to being somewhat skinny fat and like my diet just consists of like crackers noretta (laughs) and maybe takeaways and stuff and obviously alcohol thrown on top there And, and you know my moment was um just being a bit unhappy too and, and not liking what I saw in the mirror and wanted to make that change so I guess sometimes it's fair to say pain can be a great teacher and it can sometimes just move you towards the person that you want to become 
Katie, which you mentioned. So just transition then to the to the gym. I like the way you mentioned you slowly would have built it up to doing spin classes, then doing some like kind of strength training before joining the gym yourself. And Katie, there just seems to be a movement I feel at the moment, which is so, so great to see where, you know, previously there was this misconception that, you know what, weight training makes you bulky. And, you know, if you're a girl in particular, you want to train in the gym you know use the use the cardio area or use those light pink dumbbells and do 100 reps mm. but you know just showing off even on your ig there katie like you're someone who you pursue strength you know you're, you're lifting some decent weights there with say in like the hip thrust and squatting and so on so can you just share like what your kind of training philosophy is katie um specifically around strength strength work yeah so um i guess right now like i, I love lifting heavy weight training is kind of what I personally do and it's with my clients as well it's what I try and get them to do and I try and get them to build up that confidence to you know get into the weights room and I think yeah like you said there's there's so many fitness myths um that have come over the years about like weight training make you bulky but like it really really doesn't and I think there's definitely been a positive shift in the past sort of couple of years I think a lot more women are now you know confident going into the the weight training room taking up space in the men's space you know there's there's so much more um sort of acknowledgement for that um which is amazing and yeah for me in particular I think resistance training is is the best way obviously unless you know your your goals are endurance based then obviously doing more cardio stuff is fantastic for that um I don't disregard cardio like I think for, for cardiovascular health it's amazing um and you know like even the workout classes I think I still encourage women to go to those because it helps to build those confidence steps to to get to that ultimate place where you know you do feel confident and step into the gym and start training yourself um but yeah I think for me weight training is just it's just the best thing for you especially because you know the majority of people want to have that sort of tone physique they want to kind of lose body fat have you know muscle definition and the only way to do that is is really with sort of really great resistance training Absolutely. Yeah. And so, such a great point there, Katie. And I know a lot of the clients that I work with too, um, having gym confidence, it's a real thing. And it's something I feel we, we've we all felt challenged with at some stage. I remember, Katie, my very first gym session, the only thing I knew how to do prior to that would have been cardio because I would have played football as well. So I just literally like stuck to the treadmill, stuck to the bike, maybe the rower, because they're things that, you know, don't require a lot of understanding in order to use them properly. So for someone out there, Katie, who might be, you know, on the fence about even joining the gym or lacks a bit of confidence, what advice would you would you give to them just about making that first step? So I definitely find a gym that you feel confident going to. For me personally, commercial gyms are a no-go just because I find they're so busy. They're not really, you know, people aren't always there with the right sort of indicate, you know, the right mindset of wanting to train hard, be focused. And I think try and pick a gym that's best for you. And at first, definitely introduce yourself to classes. If you literally have no idea what to do in a gym, go to like a, a class, get yourself used to just exercise and movement in general to the general just how to perform exercises and then try to avoid kind of peak times at first as well um find somewhere that you feel confident in Mm. and just little things as well such as like having headphones and just having you know your music playing in your ear having a plan and a structure in place 
getting a PT or a coach to actually guide you and actually show you what to do. Because I think a lot of us are just scared of going because we don't know what to do. We don't want to make ourselves, you know, look stupid. We don't want to make a fool of ourselves. So if you have that coach or you have a personal trainer or you have a plan to follow and you know exactly what you're doing, then it takes so much kind of stress off your sort of shoulders and stuff thinking that everyone's looking at you. Yes, yeah. And thinking everyone's looking at you. Honestly, I feel a lot of the time we're just in our own head and we're too mm-hmm. self-obsessed with ourselves to to think that like, you know, most people in the gym, they only care about themselves and mm-hmm. they're they're too worried about about looking good themselves that they don't even care about what Katie's doing, what Adrian's doing, and so on. So I think that's a great point and also having a plan to follow. Um and and I like that then you just build your confidence over time. But do you know what, Katie? It was even interesting just at IFS um the week before last. Zoe Lee, um, someone or for for all of our listeners out there, like she's been training in the gym for over 10 years. She's got like over half a million followers on social media. And she was just even saying sometimes she needs to go to the gym with her with her partner, Ben Carpenter, because the takeaway being like there's no need to be an a-hole in the gym if especially particularly if you're a guy and just like slamming rate weights and, and trying to look intimidating because she was just saying that was something that she felt challenged with too so i think finding the right gym environment and something you feel comfortable in is definitely underrated and it's just something then that for anyone using the gym just to be nice <laughs> it's it's not that difficult just to be nice just to be friendly um, Katie, let's then just transition then on to um, nutrition, because you mentioned in your backstory that you would have gone from one extreme to the other. Now it seems like, Katie, you have a nice balance between obviously, you know, um, staying in shape, getting results, but also being able to socialize, enjoy your enjoy your weekend. So how what advice would you give to someone who kind of has this conception that your diet needs to be perfect 10 out of 10 in order for you to get results? Yeah. So yeah, like I said, I kind of went from one extreme to the other. And when I kind of transitioned to the kind of clean eating, tracking everything mode, it really kind of, it really affected my relationship with like my partner, my relationship with my friends, because I didn't want to go out. I didn't want to eat out because I was scared of kind of what the unknown calories and I was scared of my progress. And I think the biggest thing that I can just kind of say to people is that the more that you kind of restrict the more that you're just going to affect that negative relationship with food so you want to find that balance and yeah for me it's kind of that 80 20 sort of balanced approach um it's what I take with myself or my clients and you can still achieve great results because you know at the end of the day yes it is energy balance you know calories in calories out but Mm -hmm. there is way more to it but you need to find that balance where you can you know find that happy medium where you can enjoy both you know but understand that yeah you you know most of your diet does need to come from whole foods it needs to come from foods that are going to be good for your body they're going to help you recover they're going to keep you full satisfied you know foods that are generally whole foods complex carbs all the good stuff but yeah there's also a a sort of need for food that is also good for the soul as well you know i think if you try and cut out sugar you try and cut out chocolate like you never last like you just never last because you'll always get that craving or there'll always be someone next to you who offers you a little bit and you know I think the more you try and restrict the stuff that you really really enjoy it's just gonna backfire um and you know you see that along with sort of like opposite episode episodes where you kind of binge at the weekend you know cleaning yes yeah and then just overeating at the weekends and you just get into that vicious cycle 
Um, so yeah, for, for me, it's about finding that happy medium and actually being okay that it's not going to be perfect and okay that you might not be able to track everything or you might end up having a, a chocolate off plan because you're craving it, especially for women. Like we go through like with the menstrual cycle, like time of the month. Yeah. So yeah. there will be weeks where we're like, we need more food and we really just crave high sugar. And it's just kind of being more in tune with like your hunger levels, but also being in tune with like what you actually want to eat. And then yeah. also being in tune with what actually makes you feel good. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Restriction promotes addiction. And the more you say you can't have something, it may last for a day, it may last for a week. But then whenever you do break out of that cycle, that's what promotes binge eating, which which is, you know, obviously what we want to move away from. And Kaylee, just even going off, um, going off your own personal approach, you shared out of like nice, high protein, easy to make recipes. What would a typical day's like eating look for look like for you, Katie, just on a daily basis? Yeah, so for me, like I need it to be quick and convenient. Like I do not have time. My recipes might look like they take loads of time, but they really don't. So like a typical day of eating for me right now um, is I train in the morning. I'll have some like carbs pre-workout or intra-workout. Yeah. Um, and then it will be followed with just like um, cereal and some high pr- and a protein shake and some fruit. So it's like quick, high, like digestion yeah. and carbs. And then my next meal is usually some like eggs, avocado, chicken sausages, bread. Like that is just my favorite bread. Lovely. Oh, it's my favorite. I have it every <laughs> day. Um, and then eat like snack wise. I love like yogurt bowls. Um, I love nut butter, rice cakes, like just spreading it on, having fruit again. And then dinner is just typical like whatever I, I make yeah. but generally my meals will contain like a balance of protein yeah complex carbs vegetables and some kind of fats or sauce to make it I love it yeah yeah and dark Something... chocolate dark, I yeah love dark chocolate. <laughs> curious Katie what, what percent dark chocolate do you use <laughs> so, I actually have 85 percent now same as that yeah really yeah see yeah, I know a lot yeah. of people like that's disgusting but for me it satisfies the kind of craving yeah but it's not in that it's not like I need loads and loads of it it's like I had two pieces <laughs> and I'm like I feel good now <laughs> yes absolutely yeah I, I find like um 85 is my sweet spot too. And then like even 70%, it's kind of like you have two pieces and you're like, oh, I wouldn't mind a bit more. Whereas 85, I just feel much more satisfied. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, exactly. But I mean, my diet kind of, it's similar throughout the day. Like I'll use the same sort of, yeah. like, the, like the same kind of structure of my meals. But, you know, I think changing up is important yes. as well. You know, adding variety. Adding variety. Because again, you won't get bored of your diet. Um, and for me, I'm never bored, which is why I never then feel the need to overindulge in, Brilliant. you know, if I fancy some ice cream, I fancy a donut or some chocolate, I will just have it. Um, and I think that's really, really important as well. Absolutely. Yeah. And and even just as well, I feel like looking at your calories from a weekly instead of a daily point of view. And let's just say you're someone out there and you're sick into 2000 a day. That's still 14000 a week. So in some days you can have high days, some days you can have low days, provided in, in, in the overall grand scheme of things, we have that energy balance. Katie, I work with a lot of um, working professionals and I'm sure you're somewhat similar who, you know, have the nine to five or work 40 plus hours a week. 
And what advice would you give for someone who wants to embrace this lifestyle, but they're maybe tight on time and, and just feel that they, they don't have time to, to cook um, some of these healthy meals that we're talking about? So I think meal prep is massively yeah. key. You know, yeah, you might work Monday to Friday, but, you know, Saturday and Sunday, you're not working. And I think a lot of people overcomplicate healthy and like, it really doesn't need to be healthy. Even if you need to buy sort of pre-cooked meats or pre-cut salad or vegetables or frozen stuff, you know, they don't take a long time to cook. And I think people just get into the mind that they they don't have the time. But I'm not saying everybody has the same hours in the day, but yeah. I think if you are, if you do have a goal in mind, which is, you know, a physique goal, or you really just want to start implementing healthier habits, you know, you just put in a bit of time aside to meal prep, um, you know, batch cooking a big load of pasta, yeah. a load of rice, a load of meat or whatever protein yeah. source you like. You know, it doesn't need to take long. Um, so meal prep's a massive one. Um, and I think just, yeah, not overcomplicating everything. Absolutely. Yeah, it, it doesn't need to be that difficult. Like, honestly, you could prepare five breakfasts in three minutes, overnight oats, get some oats, yeah. um, fire in some chia seeds, fire in some yogurt, a bit of almond milk, add your berries the morning off, put them in the fridge, and there you go. Like, that's breakfast mm -hmm. Monday to Friday. I was even at the airport, as you said, you don't need to complicate it. Obviously, I, I didn't get a chance to meal prep for the airport. So what I did was, as you mentioned, I just got some cooked meat. I got a salad bowl. I put the cooked meat into the salad bowl. Is it 100% perfect? No, but that's the mindset we need to get out of, that it doesn't need to be 100% perfect in order for you to make progress. So yeah. I think, Katie, it's just more so that people might have that fear that everything needs to be, you know, 100% all in or all out, whereas there is that kind of uh, zone in between. Also as well, sometimes if I'm feeling lazy, when I moved to, to Marbella, I was like, I like meal prepping, but you know what? I want a bit of variety too. And I'm just going to invest in a meal prep company. So they just deliver 10 meals right to your doorstep. So there's always that option too. Um, I just feel it, it, it's not about overthinking it. And um, finally then, Katie, just on the food side, because you mentioned, obviously, even just you were away, obviously, for the last week or so, going out at the weekend, preparing for holidays, preparing for events, or just having meals out with your, with your friends, with your partner, etc., what advice would you give to someone who is a little hesitant or kind of has a little bit of anxiety about um, doing doing such things? So something that I implement with, with my clients is that we kind of pre-plan maybe what you're going to have. So if you know yeah. you're going out for a meal at the weekend or you're going away, you know, look at the menu if you know it's available. Um, kind of look at what you, you might want to have, what suits with your goals, your sort of calorie goals. Um, a lot obviously in the UK now it's I don't is it the same in Ireland where your the calories are on the menu now? Um, it depends. Not everywhere. Um, to be honest, predominantly they're not. Um, but I did see that transition even in in Spain. Um, mm -hmm. in Starbucks, you'd be actually be surprised. I saw like a cinnamon bun, and I looked at it, it looked amazing. Four hundred calories, like wow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> very yeah, easy so... to overeat there. But yeah, go ahead, Katie. Sorry. Yeah, no, exactly. But I mean, while sometimes you don't want to know the calories, it is yes. sometimes helpful for those who are maybe trying to stay aligned, you know, with certain goals. So pre-planning what you're going to have ahead and obviously just making better choices. 
if it's like a complete weekend away, then like you spoke about earlier, you know, spreading, you know, maybe reducing calories in the week and having more flexibility at the weekends and having that overall sort of look about, you know, your calories. Um, and just making smart choices in the daytime. You know, if you do say you're going out for an Italian yet, you think, actually, no, I do want a pizza. It's over a thousand calories, but I want it. That's absolutely fine. It's just then about knowing what you can do maybe the day of, you know, mm. just reducing your calories having that extra flexibility with the weekends or just reducing a little bit the day before to give you that flexibility and I think taking that kind of again balanced approach where you don't have to clean eat all the time you can just have what you want like but you've just if you've got goals I think it's important to have that kind of structure um in place as well to to help you sort of manage those amazing yeah absolutely um on point everything there I think we align with that and for anyone listening if you are getting value please do share on your stories tag me tag Katie and we will reshare Katie I'd love to transition now just onto we'll say what are your current current goals is there anything you're currently working on what does it will say like your current workout split look I know you mentioned you train in the morning yeah so I actually do have a coach myself um I I see the value of having a coach even though I'm a coach myself and I think that's why I don't, know, I don't know about you, but for me, I need that structure and accountability, especially if I've got a goal. Um, so right now, my personal goal is to kind of build some muscle, sit around maintenance. Yeah. I've got nothing really major. Um, but in a few weeks, I will be starting more of more of a holiday prep. So I'm gonna I'm going to Dubai in November. Um, so nothing major, but I want to, you know, just prep a little bit. So I'll be doing my own sort of like fat loss, sort of eight week um sort of mini. Yeah mini fat loss for that um training wise I currently do uh two lower body sessions and two upper body sessions sometimes I get a third lower body session and if my recovery is good but it's not vital um for me I, I feel like I'm just aging as it is and I need recovery <laughs> so um yeah that I kind of just basic weight training sort yeah. of no cardio I'm a big advocate of steps so I love getting steps in especially when I'm sat down all day yes. um I will always make sure that I get sort of you know my my sort of eight to ten thousand steps a day eight to ten what's your what's your favorite lift in the gym Kaylee I love a hip thrust oh yeah. <laughs> no surprise at all there yeah hip thrusts are amazing do you like doing them um we'll say free weights off the using a barbell or you know the way some gyms have like a booty builder mm, so uh, my gym has a really good um sort of glute drive so i use both so i'll kind of do hip thrust twice yeah. a week one with a barbell um gotcha. one with like the glute drive as well but i just love it it is the best for my glutes <laughs> yeah they, they are amazing they are, and, and they're pretty safe to do as well you know it, they're yeah. w- once you get the technique dialed in it, it's quite easy just to even keep your spine straight mm-hmm. what's your what's your favorite upper body lift katie um i love sort of lap pull downs yeah um any variation of sort of a lap pull down or row i love yeah i love back that's my favorite yeah and, and <laughs> your back though it's quite difficult to train for a lot of people because you can't obviously see it in the mirror itself so it's really important mm-hmm. to get that connection um I, i'm i'm all for back training too what about core katie then what what's your favorite core exercise i love cable crunches and yeah. I know there is like a technique and skill for them and it takes me a long time to train my clients to be able to do them properly. But I think once you find that connection, they burn. Like, <laughs> and I think, I think again, the misconception with core is that you have to 
do loads of sit-ups or crunches and to, to kind of get abs and you don't yes. like it's it's a muscle if you want predominant abs like you need to train them in the way that you would train any muscle with weight with progressive overload um with good form and technique as well absolutely and for even a lot of people out there you train the course like you tell me you do a back squat and your core isn't bracing though all about yeah. it. Same with a deadlift, same with yeah. a hip thrust, same with a, a chin-up, whatever it might be. So you actually work your core even a lot indirectly. But obviously some direct core work too is always nice to round off. Um, Katie, I feel we covered a lot here, everything from nutrition, your backstory, your training at the moment. Um, let's just kind of transition into some some rapid fire. Katie, what's one new habit that you've implemented in the last six months? One new habit? one new habit you've implemented um reading I mean I've always read but now I make it consistent habit to read every every single night brilliant and that's actually my second question what's the best book you've read um <laughs> this year so far <laughs> oh, do you know what I've read quite a lot of good ones oh, I'm trying to think of the names um what have I read um I'm currently reading Mark Cole's Level Up, um, which oh, is Oh, you bought that off the, based off the IFS? Yeah, so yeah. I actually did. And oh, there was another really good one, and I can't remember the name of it. Atomic Habits is really good. Oh, brilliant, yeah. Um, and I read another Habit one, which was really good. And there was uh, Ross Edgley, um, his one where he swam. Oh, that's was... unbelievable. Um, which I'm book like... is Oh, not the like... not the world's strongest man. That was his first one. Is it? Yeah, I know Ross Edgy's book. It's amazing yeah. though, isn't it? I can't remember, but it was just so like inspiring. Like you know, you you can definitely do a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, and there was another similar one with a guy who was running loads of ultra marathons. Oh, I can't remember his name, but I love those sort of like inspiring, motivational, motivation. Yes. Yeah. Some some brilliant choices there. Unreal. Mm. Um, when you hear the word successful, Katie, who's the first person that comes to mind? Oh, um, do you know what? I, I really like Grace Beverly. Um, have you heard of Grace Beverly? No. So she has, she's like, probably, I think she's like 24, but she is kind of in the fitness industry. She started as um, kind of a YouTube influencer built up you know you sent out some workout brands but now she owns like two companies so she owns wow. Tyler which is a gym wear company and Shreddy which is kind of like a workout um app and stuff but she I read her book actually her her book's really good which is working hard or hardly working um and she's just a great businesswoman yeah um, wow only 24 as well I I don't I'm pretty sure she's younger than me yeah wow. 25 or I think she's about 25 gotcha okay she's I think yeah, just businesswomen. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Abs um, favorite movie, Katie. Favorite movie. I love Elf. <laughs> <laughs> Nearly that time of year again. Yeah, like I just oh, I was in the shops yesterday. I saw mince pies. I was like, Christmas is coming. <laughs> and like, yeah, do you know what? I think it's just such a wholesome, wholesome film. Gotcha. Awesome. Okay. Um, what do you feel is the most underrated gym exercise that most people don't do, Katie? Gym. I mean, I think under. I think like mobility and walking yeah. as an exercise form is quite underrated. Yeah. Um, 
a gym exercise. I suppose it depends what you're kind of looking for and what you want to kind of what you want to aim for. But um, I don't know. And I, I don't know when that's underrated. I, th I would say walking and mobility yeah. are kind of underrated. 100%. Like stretching, yeah. warming up as a whole, they're quite underrated. Brilliant. And last rapid fire, Katie, what is one question you wish people asked you more of? What I wish people asked me. Yeah, what's one question you wish people ask you more? Um, I don't know. What do you what do you mean? Like you know, um, if if someone were to to see everything that you've accomplished, or or just even look and and find out more about you, like what would be one thing that you wish that people asked you more of? Like you know, people might say, "Oh, what's your five minute ab workout?" But as you know yourself, it, it doesn't just take five minutes; it takes a lifestyle. So, is there anything you wish that people would ask you more of that you could kind of potentially help help them or inspire them to do something similar? Oh, okay, I think. Um... I think just relating maybe back to sort of diet and stuff and just like understanding I would love to just help more women kind of understand that you know you don't need to yo-yo diet or just cut food groups out or anything like that to be happy um yeah. or that weight loss isn't always the answer to happiness or scale weight I think a lot of people are fixated Brilliant. on scale weight and just maybe yeah. asking kind of like what else can I do to improve my lifestyle improve myself rather than being so fixated on the scales absolutely yeah amazing amazing i think uh, th that's a great way just to round off the rapid fire katie and for any listener out there now who's listened to everything that you've said so far like what are one to three takeaways that you'd like our listeners to implement whether they're guys or girls katie um either looking to get going or are currently on their own fitness journey so i think if you're if you're really kind of serious about wanting to change your, you know, change your body in particular, then I think getting a coach or a PT to help is massive. Um, I think just having a structure and guidance in places is key and obviously having a sort of good coach for that as well. Um, I guess the next thing is just knowing that, you know, it's not taking that all or nothing approach or, or taking that quick fix instant gratification. You know, I think you need to invest in yourself long-term and actually if some weeks aren't great, it's okay. Like yeah. consistency overall is key. Um, and just knowing like, yeah, you don't need to be perfect um, completely. Yeah. And I think thirdly is, I guess with confidence and stuff is just like trying to find what works for you and being confident for you and not having to push yourself right into the deep end. But stepping out of that comfort zone is going to where you're going to see kind of like progress. And making that first step, which you're probably scared about, you know, I think being scared is good. And, you know, it's like the same going for like a PB, like you're, you're scared or get invested yes. in a coach, you're scared. But the the outcome of that is rewarding. And I think just taking that step out of that comfort zone can lead to greater things. Well, behind every fear is the person you want to be. And, you know, I love the saying, feel the fear and do it anyways. Definitely. Mm -hmm. um. Katie, I feel we're we're aligned with a lot, a lot of just some of her own values there in relation to strength work, nutrition, having that 80-20 approach, balancing things out with the lifestyle. So just want to thank you so much for, for coming on to the Lifestyle Lifters show. And 
um, just for, for sharing your knowledge and for your expect or expertise as well, Katie. But the final two questions and that I like to ask all my guests, I'm big into just morning routines, Katie. So I'm just curious for yourself, what does like the, the first 30 to 60 minutes of your typical day look like? But when I wake up. <laughs> so the first, yeah, the first 30 to 60 minutes. Um, I mean, I snooze my alarm. <laughs> I'm not a joke. I, I snooze it for nine minutes. You know, on my iPhone, I don't know why it's a gotcha. nine-minute snooze. So I'm not gonna lie, I snooze it, and then I get up nine minutes later. <laughs> um, I get ready for the gym, or just if I'm not going to the gym that day, I'll still get ready. So I, I always have my clothes kind of out yeah. already for me. Um, I brush my teeth. I get myself ready. I go downstairs. I have a coffee. I write out my workout. Um. I kind of set my day out and then I go to the gym. Off you go. Off you go. Awesome. Awesome. And finally, Katie, because this is the Lifestyle Lifters show, what's your definition of living a successful lifestyle? I think living a successful lifestyle includes being happy, um, kind of in, in all aspects and not, you know, not maybe putting the pressure on yourself that you have to be happy 24-7, but finding that happy medium um with everything you know enjoying everything that you do and feeling motivated for what you do you know whether that's your job whether that's your body whether that's how you feel you know your relationship with diet your 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 peers like your friends your family like I think just being happy and and successful and motivated to do you know wake up every day and enjoy what you're doing absolutely enjoy what you're doing Nice way to, to round things off. Katie, thanks so much again for, for coming on. And for all our listeners out there, Katie, we'd like to learn more about you and what you offer. Where's the best place that you'd like to send them? So Instagram's probably the best place. Um, my handle is at KatieJFit. Um, and then from there, you can kind of get an understanding of more about me, um, my coaching website and links and all on there as well. So you can have a look at what I do. I'll post... Katie, I'll post all of those in the show notes. And for anyone listening who did get value, please pay the small, small fee. And this fee isn't monetary. It's just literally, if you got value, if you learned something new, tag me, tag Katie at Katie J Fish on your IG stories and we will repost and we will reshare. Katie, thanks so much. This has been amazing. Have a great day. Perfect. Thank you. Bye.